Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your guest host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we're joined by Elizabeth Crane, Chief People Officer at One Digital, a leading insurance brokerage, financial services, and HR consulting firm. Elizabeth leads human resources, talent management, and culture for One Digital with a focus on driving the relationship between organizational culture, company values, employee attitudes, and business outcomes. She shares a unique path, having built an illustrious career in marketing and moving into the role of One Digital's Executive Vice President of Culture and Corporate Development in 2015 and was named as their Chief People Officer in 2019. We brought Elizabeth on today to talk about corporate culture and really get our listeners prepared as they go into 2023 with a great game plan. Elizabeth, welcome to the HR Works Podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being with you today. It's a pleasure having you on. It's great to have a conversation today as we're rounding out 2022. And as I mentioned, getting our audience of HR professionals prepared going into 2023 with the great idea of how to approach corporate culture, something that's so important to so many HR leaders going into this new year. Before we get started, let's get you introduced to our audience a bit. Uh, If you don't mind, just take us through your career path and share what led you to a career in human resources. Yeah. um, You mentioned in the intro um, that I started in marketing. And uh, so my background was in financial services, uh, but on the marketing and sales side. And I joined One Digital in that capacity and, and worked there. And was asked as we started to grow and acquire uh, a number of firms um, to to really, we needed a person that was focused 24 seven on our culture and the people and how we were going to grow that, maintain um, our culture in a way that was really important to us um, and still make room for growth and um, not lose that culture, but uh, but really add onto it and become better. And so I stepped into the role of a corporate um, culture officer early and, and then moved into chief people officer. So my background is not necessarily in HR, but um, I really I look at the people of the company not as employees necessarily, but as customers. And I think that has made all the difference. That's so great. And in a world where the people experience has become so important, so vital to organizations, having that approach, looking at workers as customers, really creating that great experience is so essential. So I think that's great to hear. Thank you for sharing that unique path. As I love asking that question with all of our guests, you really get these different stories of how everybody finds their way to the human resources community, which is great. So thank you for sharing that, Elizabeth. Yeah, happy to. It's it's been a great path, and I'm so uh, I love where I am right now. I love what I'm doing, and um, I couldn't have found a better way to be here. Oh, that, that's great to hear. So, look, we're having this conversation at the end of 2022. So many of us are looking ahead to the new year and thinking about how do we start the new year off better, right? Come up with those New Year's resolutions, whether they're in your personal lives or applying those to your working lives. So, for our listeners, as they're preparing for 2023 as HR leaders. Can you help us understand why corporate culture should be at the top of organizations' priority lists going into the new year? Sure. There's no denying we're in a 
very, very competitive labor market. And it's really important that we as employers understand the expectations that the people wanting to join the company and the people that we already have within our companies, what their expectations about culture are. And oftentimes that does not necessarily match with what traditionally we may have thought of as culture. What I found in the past year is that culture has become much more of a deciding factor when it comes to where people choose to go to work. And what they're looking for is purpose. How do you help define what your company does and what an individual comes and comes to the company with and what they bring to the table? How is what they're offering contributing to an overall purpose for the company, but also their personal purpose? And bringing those together is one thing that I think is going to be really, really important for us to focus on as we move into 2023. That's great. The other thing that I I would say is we're not going back to how things were before the pandemic. And so remote and hybrid work is something that's here to stay and how we focus on connecting people in in this new environment is is going to be very important as well yeah the idea of corporate culture seems to have changed so much especially over the last two years where we've learned just how important that is and it's more than just again do you have a, a pool table in the workplace or an engaging break room or just, again, how, how individuals interact. It's more to, again, creating that community, creating that experience for um, for your entire workforce. Right. And that trickles down to so many pieces of the business, right? From the employee engagement of your current employees to recruiting and bringing in new talent. It's a vital piece of the organization that has been brought to the forefront. And I think we're all starting to understand that more and more as time goes on. That's so true. That, that idea of purpose and... Uh, was really redefined for all of us over the past few years. Um, Everybody had more time to sit back and think about what's meaningful to them. So it's something that if we don't focus on it, then we will lose valuable people. Ah, Well said. Now, we're obviously in a world where so much is evolving in the workforce. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, corporate culture needs to also evolve So how can we help organizations think of better ways to evolve their corporate culture and avoid that trap of a static culture? Any tips, any ideas of how organizations can really keep evolving their workforce? Absolutely. You must listen. You have to provide outlets for people to provide feedback. Um, We've got always had the traditional sort of one-on-one meetings of managers with individuals and their staff. But also uh, more and more companies are uh, doing pulse surveys on a regular basis and being able to uh, to learn more and listen more to what people need and want. And with that, you can't just ask for the feedback. The next step of that is that you really have to focus on communication and demonstrating that you heard <laughs> what was said 
and then taking action. So we heard you say this, and these are the things that we uh, plan to do with that information. That is really, really important to people right now. Um, they won't provide feedback for you to be able to act on unless they know. Uh, an interesting question in uh, in this is is to say, do you feel like giving feedback in this survey will result in an action? Um, so there's a lot of ways to kind of get to it. You're going to hear a lot of different things. And I think as employers, we also have to give ourselves a little bit of grace and realize we can't act on every single thing that is out there, but slowly but surely, if you listen to what your people want, there will be things that rise to the top and that we have to, we listen to and we can take reasonable action. We can help people understand maybe why there's something that we can't take action on. But as we're continuing to do this, a culture is something that if you remain static, then it becomes static. It's not something that is dynamic that people are drawn to. And so it's always got to be changing and your people are a big part of that. That's great advice there, Elizabeth. And, and again, listening to your people is so essential. I love too that you said you can't accomplish everything. That's impossible. Uh, but I think if you listen enough, you'll see those common threads through your feedback that you can act on. And it becomes pretty obvious over time where you really need to invest your resources and focus to keep evolving. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So getting that feedback from, from so many employees, are we seeing any new trends? What are some of the sought after elements of corporate culture that teams should be thinking about going into 2023? That's a great question. One of the things that we are seeing more and more of is with the pandemic in a hybrid workplace now, more and more people are having a hard time actually separating work and life. And, um, and there are a lot of people who argue that we don't really need to separate it, but we need to learn how to better integrate it. With that, as employers, we need to help draw some boundaries. Uh, we need to give space for people to um, have a break and to have good mental health balance. Um, as you are looking at uh, benefits provided for your employees, the perks that we have, many people say, oh, it's more flexible because you're able to work from home. But uh, others will say, well, now we just work at home all the time. There's, right. there's not a separation there. So if we can focus more on the fact that we have those opportunities to create some separation, to create some downtime, we've done uh, something where internally we asked everyone in the company to halt internal meetings for one afternoon a week so that people could have some focus time and a little bit of balance there. So that's, that's a big piece of this. Another thing, and I, I brought this up around getting your feedback as well and listening, but really having transparent communication is something that employees are not just needing, but they are demanding. If they don't understand 
how they're contributing to the company as a whole and what the purpose of, of their work is, then they can become disengaged. And what we want is a really engaged workforce. So really looking at how we're pulling that together and adding those opportunities to continue to communicate while giving space. Um, it's a delicate balance, but it is something that um, the workforce today is demanding. Yeah, what does that transparent line of communication look like between employees and leadership teams? Again, there's probably no one hard set method, but what have you seen that really works well? I think one of the things that I find interesting is sometimes there is a very top-down communication structure and you get messages from your executive team that are brought down but that often does not translate well at all levels of the organization. People need to know and understand what the top line strategy is for the company, but when you take the time to be able to translate that for your next level, mid-level managers and have them be able to deliver those messages, they're much more able to tie the top line strategy to what individually people are doing every day. So we've found that if we spend more time helping those mid-level managers learn how to communicate better and to make those connections, that the communication is much stronger and it's much more pertinent to the people. That's it's really smart. I mean, those mid-level managers, they're the ones who are spending the most amount of time day in, day out with the larger workforce where there's a bit of that understanding of how to speak to those people and have that connection and knowing, okay, so-and-so will respond better to this delivery method versus another. Right. Um, having that buy-in too, I think throughout the upper management into the mid-level management is smart, right? Getting on the same page. It's very, um, very strategic, but also pretty obvious too, when you look at it and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And it also strengthens all sorts of communication with those middle managers. And that right. is so important for them to be able to make a good connection, to be good leaders and to continue to grow within the organization themselves. We always say people don't leave companies, they leave their managers. And so if you feel like your culture is being built at the very top of the organization, I think that's a it's a fair statement to start with that, um, that it's led at that level. But if your people cannot carry this out and live that every day, then it breaks down. And so the, you know, communication is one of those ways, but being able to help provide more leadership development to that group is going to just pay out in so many ways for the company and for the people. Well, and it seems like aligning corporate values and the understanding of corporate culture from all levels of the business, that really is what makes a strong corporate culture. When it's working, everyone in the organization is marching to the same beat or at least has the same idea of, okay, this is, this is what we stand for. This is what our mission is. This is what our core values are. And you're all pulling in the same direction. Again, I'm using a lot of just, just obvious phrases. That but it's so true. <laughs> but it, it really is. I, I think it certainly plays into when there is a strong corporate culture, everyone's on the same page. Yes, 
Yes. And it, it's, that's the important thing. It's, if it's confusing and there's different messages coming from different places, then you don't create the brand ambassadors that you want to within your company. So every piece of that puzzle has to be in sync. Yeah. Are we seeing a difference though in what matters in corporate culture between the maybe entry-level employees to the leadership teams? Is there a gap there? I wouldn't necessarily say there is a gap, but I do think that it's evolving and, and it's changing. And what is important to the younger workers that are joining our workforce is, um, is new, which is why I say we have to listen. We have to listen to what's important to them. And um, no longer are the days when you put your head down, you did your work, you worked hard, and then a promotion comes and it's just steps on a ladder. Today's workforce really looks for a culture that is more experiential, um, more allowing for them to learn new things and to develop new ways. And their growth and development is not necessarily going to be up. It's going to be lateral. It's going to be a zigzag. It's going to have so many different um, facets to it. And, um, and that is what's going to keep them engaged and happy and, um, and contributing to the culture. So uh, an organization that can be flexible in the, in those ways and provide new learning opportunities and ways for the incoming workforce to to experience that i think are going to have people that stay longer the i don't want to say older people in our workforce but um, those who are more experienced oftentimes have have been in their jobs for longer periods and um, that was sort of the norm but today, it seems like people are, are jumping much more quickly into right. different things to be able to get those experiences. But a, a growing company with a great culture, if you are hiring amazing people, give them experiences to learn. Don't pigeonhole them in one area, and, um, and you'll see uh, longer tenure with them. I love that. That's embracing the idea of upskilling, and that's something that so many workers and employees are now looking at is that opportunity to advance themselves, not just in their, their existing careers, but advance themselves as professionals. And that's looking at not just applicable skills to their current roles, but soft skills that can be useful across long professional careers. Um, and, and I think organizations that are embracing that, that are looking for opportunities to provide those upskilling and advancement opportunities are, are really seeing great returns and a great engagement that that certainly can be a great path going forward for for other teams who maybe are looking for ways to really engage and build a strong corporate culture going into 2023. So one thing I want to look at, again, as we're preparing for this new year, is giving some tips to our listeners of how to improve on something like corporate culture. So what's one thing you could recommend to our listeners that leadership teams should start doing in 2023 and one thing they could stop doing in 2023 to improve their corporate culture? Yeah, I think that one thing that we can start doing more. And I think that the, the path has um, definitely opened up and the, with the focus around diversity and inclusion. 
And so when you think about your culture um, and not wanting it to be static and always changing, if you have the mindset of bringing in a more diverse workforce, you're going to have different ideas coming in, different ways of thinking about things, different experiences, and that is going to be really important to growing your culture and being additive to it rather than being static. But the next stage of that that we really need to start on is not just appealing to that and hiring those people, but really how are we making sure that all of the diverse folks that you bring on feel a sense of belonging. So you've often hear um, when we talk about DE&I, now the B is tagged on and B is really important. Belonging is something that is, again, going to keep people engaged and make them feel like I have a place here. My voice is heard and I, I can um, I can be a productive and important part of this organization. So I think that that's something that we all need to focus on in different ways. I talked earlier about training and communicating with your mid-level managers. This is a really important place. Belonging sits with them and helping them understand the best way to be able to, to do that and to be flexible um, is going to be really important, I think, going forward. Yeah, you want to create a, an environment where you're not only there, but you're a part of it as well. Yes. Right? You're not just present, but you're, you're actually participating. Uh, and that's a, a great approach and a great way to look at developing and improving your culture. So what's something that teams could stop doing? I think we can stop worrying about whether or not a flexible work schedule or a hybrid or remote workers are not productive. What we have found is that productivity comes in all different ways and, and at all different times for different people because people are different. And we all are more productive at different times of the day. We are, um, we're, we are more focused when we're able to have flexibility. And so this way of working where we felt like, okay, we need to keep an eye on people or they all need to be together. Or if we're not sitting in the same room, we're not able to brainstorm or we're not able to get things done. That just has been proven not to be so. And um, so if we can let that go, and embrace this new normal, then we're going to be in a, a great place moving forward. I couldn't agree more. That's really well said. Thank you, Elizabeth. So is there something that you're excited for going into the new year in the HR world, in the HR community that you wouldn't mind sharing with our guests? I think with the labor market, how it has been and all of the, um, all of the different things that our people have been experiencing over the last few years, HR has had more of a seat at the table than they have ever had before. And that to me is really, really exciting to be seen as a strategic partner to the business and how we succeed. And 
I hope that um, HR professionals all over the world are really taking advantage of this and, um, and putting their people um, to the forefront uh, to be able to take advantage of this seat at the table. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm really excited about going into this new year. Yeah, it's a great time to be an HR professional, no doubt about it. Now, again, we're here with Elizabeth Crane, Chief People Officer at One Digital. So, Elizabeth, tell us a bit about just what you've learned about yourself over the last few years that you've been able to incorporate in your career and has helped make you a better leader. One thing that has changed for me over the past couple of years, and this I'm, I'm still fairly young in my career, but I'm also getting older and part of what I've been doing is thinking about succession planning for the organization. And of course, I started with myself, like, how do I think about this? And something that that I have learned and that I find myself advising other leaders about is to think about succession planning differently. Don't necessarily think about it from the perspective of, oh, when I step out of this job, or God forbid, if I were hit by a bus. Um, think about it more from the perspective of how your organization is going to grow. If you have people that you are developing in your team every single day to step into bigger and better roles and, um, and what you're doing about that. So that's something that has, has changed for me a bit. Uh, and it's something that I try I think has made me a better leader because I'm not necessarily thinking about what my next step is, but what the people around me and what their next step is. And as a whole, it has made my team so, so much stronger. That's great. Yeah. Instead of necessarily succession planning, you're planning for their success yes. uh, and trying to set them up to, to win, which is a great mindset. I love that. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, one thing I love to do as part of having these great conversations with HR leaders like yourself is understanding and learning some of the professional advice that you've leaned on throughout your career that's helped you succeed and sharing that with our audience. Do you have one piece of professional advice that you've leaned on throughout your career that you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience and paying it forward? Yes. Then this makes me want to go back and listen to all of the other advice that, that people give to this question as well. But I would say the thing that I would always advise other professionals to do is to hire people that can teach you something new. Always bring in people who are smarter than you in a different area that are going, it's going to grow you, it's going to grow the company, it's going to grow your team. Everyone benefits from that. And um, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who is going to take your job the next day or could could take your job the next day. But that is going to to teach you and um, and others around you how to be better at something. And we all benefit from that. Everybody wins. And uh, it's a continuous elevation of your own personal role and the people around you. And when everybody around you grows, it's a win-win for everyone. That's great advice. I love it. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that, Elizabeth. Okay. So again, we're joined by Elizabeth Crane, Chief People Officer at One Digital. Elizabeth, if you want to share more about what you're working on, anything you're excited about with One Digital, now's a great opportunity. Feel free to share with our audience. Sure. Thanks for the opportunity. I, I would say 
being in my role as chief people officer for one digital is um there's a bit of a blessing and a curse in there so one digital is an organization that consults on employee benefits, on HR consulting with other firms, on retirement and wealth. And those are all of the things that I do with our team internally for our people. So it's really interesting for me to to hear how all of the people who are working for our clients across the U.S. and how they're doing these types of things for our clients and helping them every single day in these areas. They're always coming back to me with new suggestions about what we should be doing or this is what I hear my client is doing. I I have the good fortune of not only working with people um, internally, uh, that work for One Digital, but also talking to a lot of our clients and how they need help in this environment. And it's really exciting the work that we are doing right now for 85,000 clients across the U.S. Uh, and really helping them in these areas and helping consult with that. So um, I'm, I'm proud of being the example, the internal example for them, and then also supporting all of our people who are um, working to, to help employers across the U.S. That's great. And for anyone listening who wants to learn more about One Digital, do you have a website we can recommend them going to? Absolutely. It's www.onedigital.com. Perfect. Nice and easy. <laughs> www.onedigital.com. All right, Elizabeth, but before we let you go, I do have one question I'd like to ask and close with all of our guests, and that's built around motivation. So when you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor, what's the one thing that gets you motivated to start your day? Okay, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I am so motivated by the team that I am have the good fortune to manage. They're such good people. They have so many good things going on. And um, I just can't wait to get in and and work with them every day because we're doing exciting stuff and making a huge impact. And and that motivates me to to get out there and do it every day. I love it. I I can see your positivity. I can see your energy uh, just coming through in this conversation. So Elizabeth Crane, Chief People Officer at One Digital, thank you for joining the HR Works podcast today. Thank you for sharing just some great insight on corporate culture and helping our listeners prepare for 2023 with some great ideas to keep innovating and developing their corporate culture in the new year. So again, thanks for joining the HR Works podcast. I'd love to keep the conversation going and hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was a great opportunity. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.